Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of 219 Green Connect, where we explore topics about the environment and green living in Northwest Indiana. For past show archives, news, and upcoming events, you can check out our website at 219greenconnect.com, or you can visit us on Facebook or Twitter. Our ID on both of those is 219greenconnect. You can also subscribe to this podcast via iTunes or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. So I am your host, Kathy Sippel, and with me today, I have Dan Walker, and he is a community planning extension specialist with Purdue. And I had the opportunity to meet with him last uh, spring when he was actually up in our area helping out with the Indiana Master Watershed Steward Program. He's got a really cool thing that he does with that. But most recently, we have reconnected when I found out he was the uh, person who led my orientation for the, um, the program I'm going to let him tell you all about. It's called the American Citizen Planner Course, and it's available for Hoosiers to provide training for Indiana citizen planners who currently serve or plan to serve uh, on area or advisory plan commissions. So I'm going to let him tell you all about it, and then maybe if we have time, I'll, I'll kind of say why I was intrigued and why I was drawn to it. So welcome, Dan. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you, Kathy. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about myself and sort of what I do and then get into the history of, of the American Citizen Planner and the Edit Program. Um, so as Kathy introduced, I'm Dan Walker, Community Planning Extension Specialist with Illinois Indiana Sea Grant and also Purdue University. Um, it's a split appointment, so either one works, and we're kind of flexible on how we list those, but I always like to say both of them. Um, and I'm a program administrator for uh, the American Citizen Planner Indiana program. It's a somewhat unique course. It is offered in other states, um, but each state has sort of different planning laws and regulations, and so um, we've adapted this particular course for the laws and regulations uh, that enable planning in the state of Indiana, so it's really specific um, to what we have to do in our state uh, for planning. So uh, a little bit of history about the program. As I said, it is practiced in other, it is available in other states. Uh, Michigan is one, and I think Arizona might be the other. Um, but it's sort of our version of a national program. And originally, the program was developed uh, by Michigan State University, and the Purdue Land Use team, which I serve on, um, adopted the program and adapted it as I mentioned earlier, for the Indiana codes uh, and regulations so that it meets the needs of, of uh, people in our state who are interested in uh, getting involved in their community or if they've been appointed to a, a plan commissioner or a board of zoning appeals, it's ideal for uh, those people who may not have a background in planning but want to get involved in the community, uh, want to know more how to participate in, in future land use planning, uh, future environmental planning, um, the, the span of the program is pretty comprehensive. Uh, the first course, it's divided into two courses, the 101 section and the 201 section. Uh, the 101 section really focuses on the comprehensive plan. So it goes through um, all the requirements and steps of the comprehensive planning process in Indiana. And uh, Indiana counties are not required to have comprehensive plans. In fact, they're not required to have planning at all. Uh, but I think all but about seven uh, currently do have some form of planning uh, at the county level. So those communities or those counties rather um, 
will have to adopt a comprehensive plan to adopt zoning, to adopt subdivision control ordinances, and those are really the two laws that implement um, the vision of the plan, if you will. They're kind of the teeth and the jaws of the plan, and uh, over time, the goals and vision of the comprehensive plan is realized through those, through those uh, regulations, and that's uh, the main part of that one-on-one course is coming to the development of the plan um, all the way to making uh, future land use decisions um, as a result of the information that you learn about in the course. So that's 101. And then 201 is really focused on the nuts and bolts of the processes of being a plan commissioner. So it gets into, you know, working with the public, what, what are the meeting requirements, what's um, a little bit of the ethical requirements, uh, what are the state statutes that set up planning, what are the constitutional limitations on planning, um, how do we make sound decisions about site plans and development plans, all of, all of that, that sort of thing is covered in the 201 course. Um, and after both of these courses, um, there's a certificate as part of this program, and it's called the Master Citizen Planner um, Certificate. It's not like what you would expect, um, like a professional certificate, it's more of a completion uh, of the program certificate, so it's not to be confused with things that um, the American Planning Association will offer or anything like that. So once you complete the modules, uh, in each course there's 14 modules, uh, once you complete each one of those and uh, you make it all the way to the comprehensive exam, you pass the exam, uh, and there's a caveat here, uh, but once you pass the exam, you'll be issued a certificate. However, if this is not confusing enough, um, to take the exam, we've matched this course up with some uh, webinars. Uh, originally, they were in-person events, but due to the pandemic, we've converted into webinars. And uh, there's two two-hour webinars that occur during the, the four months of the course. Um, these webinars, they feature core topics that build on some of the things uh, that were discussed in the modules. And the, core, the two core topics are ethics and uh, public planning officials to, so that uh, we ensure that sort of the public trust is preserved through the, through the actions of the planning commission and we don't start making decisions that um, bring into question the ethical, you know, the ethical behaviors of the, of the planning commission and uh, the public decision-making process. And then the other core topic is uh, going from issue to future land use, and that's really the comprehensive plan sort of um, uh, keystone decision. It's, the, it's sort of the, the main activity for the comprehensive plan. So it goes all the way from what are the issues in the community. Let's ana analyze some data on land use, on population, on community characteristics, and let's start developing uh, land use policies. So it's very collaborative, these two webinars. Um, they're mostly discussion-based, and in the webinars, uh, the participants will have a chance to discuss with with their peers really from um, all over the state who are serving in positions similar to theirs or at a point in the career. Actually, um, they may be at many various points in the career depending on um, who signs up for the course and many various backgrounds. So uh, the course is designed to allow pretty much anybody. Uh, we've had young and old, we've had um, very experienced plan commissioners as well as brand new plan commissioners take the course and both got different things out of it. Um, but one thing that everybody does get is the chance to uh, interact with their peers and, and make contacts with those who may or in similar 
positions and situations across the state so that uh, they can share information and contact each other and sort of build a, a network or a community of, of plan commissioners. So that's a little bit of the layout and the history of the course. Um, the target audience, as I said, is pretty much – oh, okay. Oh, no, yeah. that, that's okay. That's all right. Good. I just wanted to say, I guess full disclosure, I don't know if I said this uh, very directly at the beginning, but I signed up for the course. Um, I think I saw one of my friends, and I can't remember who, posted on Facebook that they had just completed and they had gotten their certificate, and that just piqued my interest <laughs> because, um, you know, I don't know if I want to be a planner, but I seem to interact with them a fair amount. And so, you know, I don't know that I was your target audience, but I'll just throw it out there to broaden it a little bit for whoever's listening. I, I'm taking it so that I can kind of understand the planning people's, you know, plight. Try saying that five times fast. <laughs> um, and so then, you know, when I when I approach them with with an issue or or you know, I'm trying to seek their guidance or um, you know, get them involved with something, I can really understand what's correct, what's appropriate, and you know, where where their boundaries end and somebody else's begin. So who knows? You know, I might I might fall into one of your other target audiences eventually. But right now I'm just curious, and I thought it was a neat program that I wanted to share. So please tell us who your real target audience is. Oh, well, it is people generally interested in, in becoming more involved in the community. That's the, at the broadest sense. Um, we can take – it'll work for pretty much anybody, really, who's interested and who's willing to put in the time uh, to go through the courses and, and learn about, you know, the functions of the plan commission and, and the, legal, the legal side of things, the frameworks that are involved in planning and how – uh, land use regulation is um, practice in Indiana. Um, so at the very base, it's anybody with an interest. Um, the next level of sort of expertise higher than that would be um, those who serve on boards and commissions in local government that uh, play some some role or deal with the recommendations of the plan commission or the board of zoning appeals. So um, we've I think we've had surveyors take the course, um, different members of uh, community boards and, and commissions, such as the Historic Preservation Commission. Um, there's definitely tie-ins there. Some economic development professionals have, have taken the course. Uh, and then sort of the laser focus of the course is those who are going to be serving on the Plan Commission or BCA. And it really provides uh, those folks with uh, the details about, you know, zoning regulations and holding meetings and things like that. So, Great. Well, thank you. That's really, really helpful said um, you had to kind of adapt the course because of COVID and put some of these webinars online. But how, how many courses had, or how many uh, cohorts had gone through the class previously? Is it my understanding this is the second one? Yeah, this is the second offering of the course. We offered um, uh, a spring session. Um, each session is about four months long. So we ran the spring session, I think, from March until about June. And uh, took some time in between to reset things and make some adjustments according to that first run. Uh, but yeah, as you said, we originally, we, we really hope to be doing these in person so that we've had we get a chance to meet people and meet each other rather, and um, to look at really, we would have, it was sort of regionally set up. So we would have different regions and people from a certain region would go to a certain in-person site and, and learn about topics that are specific to that region. 
Um, I didn't mention this earlier, but in addition to the two core topics that are that are done on all the in-person or webinars, um, there's uh, the local educator who operates the program locally. Uh, they will try to figure out, okay, they'll talk to their planning commission and, and determine, you know, what are the things that our planning commission is struggling with? What are the things that um, have come up in the community repeatedly that uh, we might need more education on? And so they identify those topics and then they go out and find um, a guest speaker or an expert uh, to come in and uh, speak for the second hour in each one of the webinars. So the first hour of each webinar is um, ethics or land use. And then the second hour is a locally specific topic um, that outside speaker would come and speak on. And um, we do have some recommendations for what those topics might be. Um, we have speakers who are uh, sort of pre-identified to speak on topics such as natural resource planning, um, health in the community. Uh, if we were doing in person, there's a session that um, allows planning commissioners and participants to actually play a planning version of a, a board game. So. There's a lot of fun things you can do in person online. Some of those don't translate, but we do still have the guest speakers come in and, and talk about certain topics that um, I think participants will find very relevant. Well, I am a little gypped about the board game because I really, really <laughs> loved that uh, watershed board game. I just thought that was fascinating. It was, you know, so engaging and, you know, really just showed you that, uh, you know, you think you know exactly how you want our water to be, you know, we want it to be clean, we want it to be healthy, but when you're needing to make choices and, um, you know, you, you kind of need to balance things out, you need to cooperate. Do you think some of those are the same themes that come through in this board game? Oh, definitely. Um, so it, it takes place, uh, if, you, if you're if you at a desk, just imagine um, a desk with a bunch of thick lines on it and those represent the roads. And then there's, you know, blobs of blue that represent water or, or your local lakes or whatever. And uh, then there's a whole folder full of these little tile pieces. And each tile piece has a different sort of land use on it. Um, you have your industrial land uses, your civic land uses, your, your uh, parks, you know. Uh, uh, the water treatment plant is even in there. So you have to determine where that goes in your committee. And then there's different sorts of residential tiles. So you'll have... Um, Anything from, you know, big apartment complexes to uh, mobile home parks and single-family residential. And so as you're working through, you know, where do you place these things, um, there's agricultural needs and it's sort of a balance of how, how do you look at growth and how do you look at the different types of land uses in relationship to one another and where you um, would envision those being and, and, you know, issues of equity and, and natural uh, resource quality come, come to play. And there's a lot of discussion that happens um, in each one of the groups that uh, organizes their titles according to how they think the community should develop. And then after uh, the boards are completed, they present the thought process behind how they laid out the, they, uh, laid out the land uses. And it's, it's pretty fun to see uh, the different thought processes that come out of that. I was able to play the game, um, I think, in Montana at a conference. And uh, it was a good enough experience that we decided to adopt the game here, just like uh, the watershed experience or the watershed game experience uh, that you had. Very cool. Well, actually, I saw Leslie Thompson from the Master Watershed Program just yesterday, and I saw her again today. <laughs> I haven't seen her for very long, and then um, she mentioned to me that they actually did buy one of the games uh, for the watershed 
to have in our area, and then COVID hit, so we have not been oh. able to play that either. <laughs> but um, was it yeah, Leslie I mean, Thompson or, or from Sea Grant? Was it the Sea Grant person? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't even. Sometimes she seems to go by Leslie Thompson, and sometimes Dorworth. So I'm not sure what's the appropriate last oh. name. But <laughs> okay, yeah. I know where it's Dorworth. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe she's hyphenated. I don't know. But um, in any case, I just yeah. I can't say how much that that game was. It was meaningful to me because you know, I'll admit it. I've shown up at some of these meetings, and you know, you want what you want as a citizen, and I don't think that's wrong. I think it's really good to give voice to these things. But just you know, kind of knowing who all the players are, what their roles are, this is something I'm really looking forward to knowing and then sharing, you know, with the people who I know so that we can get better at communication and, you know, hopefully some of the people, maybe even myself, will, uh, you know, try to become planners at some point. I, I think it would be great if we can have the people who do, you know, care about the environment, you know, be represented among them. But I do understand it, it's a balancing act. I think we're we're getting that point across pretty well. <laughs> Yeah, so yes. I, I want to make sure we don't get so caught up in the game that we forget to tell people how the heck to uh, find out more and to sign up and maybe a little bit about the cost and the application process. Do you want to give uh, people who are listening oh. info about that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks for the updated reminder. Um, so right now uh, the registration for the program is open. It will be open um, until August 21st, but uh, that's a deadline that we're using for now if we need to extend that a little bit. Uh, we can probably do that. Um, the cost of the course is $200. So included in that registration fee is access to both the courses, the, the 101 and 201 uh, sections of the course, and uh, the comprehensive exam, as well as registration for the two webinars. So uh, once you go through all that those, and you pass everything and attend all the webinars, you'll uh, receive the certificate. And uh, for more information on the course, you can just Google American Citizen Planner Indiana Purdue University and click on the first thing that comes up. That's that advice is probably more efficient than trying to give you a URL to remember. Um, <laughs> but it'll take you to a site that, that uh, will help you register. It's it's run by um, an organization called eExtension and uh, campus.extension.org and you can search for the course there. Um, you'll need to make an account there and then you know register and I can get you uh, started with the registration for the in-person things. So yeah, um, just check it out online uh, to figure out where it's at. Got it. And if you happen to be you know, on the 209 Green Connect uh, website or the podcast, I will drop that link in the show notes to save you a little Googling, but he's right. You can Google it, and it's going to come up for you very, very easily. So <laughs> either way, whatever yeah. works. Yeah, and so this is, you know, the podcast is kind of recorded to be evergreen. So by the time you listen to this, it might be 2021. Gosh, it would sure be nice if we weren't having to worry about the pandemic anymore. <laughs> but um, do you know what yeah. the plan is beyond this cohort? If if it will be offered again, you know, next year, will it be offered every year? Or what's the longer-term plan if there is one? Yeah, as of right now, the plan is to offer it twice a year every year. Uh, Great. And we'll see how the session goes, but we'll make refinements every year. Um, and, and yeah, next spring, I don't have the exact date, but probably um, you would see announcements uh, coming out around February for a March registration. Good, good. 
Yeah, so if you bookmark that link, if you happen to miss the cutoff this time, check back you know, next year or in the fall. Uh, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I'm only through a few of the lessons in the first uh, 101 course right now. But it's been really interesting, and it gives you enough time, you know, to really go through it at a pretty easy pace. It's spread out. Um, it's it's pretty rich. I mean, I have to say, every now and then I just take the quiz to see what I already know. I, I have a real I have a real estate background, and so some of that came up a little bit, just you know, applying for a broker license or real estate license, some of the zoning and development stuff. But a lot of it is really, you know, new. Even though I've experienced it, you know, just kind of through conversation, I don't want to skip anything. I really want to get the full experience. So I am going to go through mm-hmm. every single lesson in depth until I get 100%. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah I think, like, yeah, go ahead. When you when you go through a level on a video game or something, like if you're playing Mario, you're supposed to press every button or something like that to see what happens. And uh, in the ACP course, it's kind of like click every link to see uh, – what other documents or what new things you might find out. So it's cool yeah. in that regard. And also um, we expect, and you, you mentioned that sort of at your own pace, and the course is largely at your own pace. Uh, we do ask that you sort of complete the first module prior to attending the first workshop, and the workshops are spaced sort of at the two-month mark in the four-month course. So um, it does help people along uh, to give them that sort of feedback, but it is really at your own pace and, rea- and uh, reality. So um, each one of the modules, we say, would take probably between 30 and 45 minutes. And so since there's 28 modules altogether, it's about 24 hours over the course of four months that you need to dedicate. Um, and that doesn't count the two in-person workshops, but that's sort of incidental. So if you can budget that amount of time and plan out how you might go through the course, uh, it's helpful. But we do think it's manageable um, for those who those people that work, you know, full-time jobs um, can take maybe an hour every other day and still make it through. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. It seems, you know, if you can maybe go at it a little hard one weekend and then drip throughout the rest of the month, who knows? <laughs> it does feel very manageable <laughs> to me. So I encourage people in the listening audience to check it out. I mean, I, I would like for us, citizens of the region, especially those of us who care about the environment, to be, you know, well-informed about the planning process so that we can better take our part in it, whatever that might be, whether you, you know, want to join, you know, your planning commission or whether you want to speak at one of those meetings. I think just knowing who's in the room, what their roles are, it'll just make you a lot more confident and capable and hopefully keep the lines of communication um, you know, just getting better and better so that we end up with the best for our region and for our individual towns. So I I think that feels pretty complete. Is there anything else that you haven't said yet, Dan, that you'd like to share? No, I think you've given me a great opportunity to share the uh, the nuts and bolts of the course and give people an idea of what, what's involved and how much time it might take. And if, uh, if they're interested, you can always email me directly. Um, yeah, my why don't you go ahead and give W-A-L-K-E. people yeah. Yeah, it's W-A-L-K-E-422 at purdue.edu, and I can get you set up um, with all the information that you would need to to get enrolled. Perfect. Well, thank you for being our guest here today. Really appreciate it. Um, Anytime I hear something new and fresh that I suspect people in the listening audience may care about and want to know about, I like to talk to that person and make that conversation public. 
So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please share it you know, on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you share stuff. Uh, email is fine. Or just tell somebody about it. If you know somebody who you think would be great or is in need of this information, please help me get the word out. And likewise, if you have um, you know, a podcast topic that you would like to be interviewed about, you can email me at Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, at 219greenconnect.com, and we can set up a time for us to do a podcast interview as well. It's pretty easy and painless, wasn't it, Dan? It was. I really appreciate the, <laughs> the chance to come on, Kathy. Thank you so much. Well, thank, thank you. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, this has been another episode of 219 Green Connect. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And keep doing good things out there in the community. Take care. <laughs>